broken in America where the gospel was largely culturally accepted. And so was being a Christian. That America is rapidly disappearing. And frankly, it's downright unbiblical for you to expect the lost to honor the gospel. Listen, they, they, they may think the gospel is They're perishing. The Greek verb here for perishing means that they're headed for utter destruction. They're moving steadily toward a ruinous end. I and God himself will walk with us through this world, but in the meantime, his people will be destroyed. Even if they don't recognize it anymore, and even if they think they're Christians. A few verses later, Paul reemphasizes the same point, writing, but we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Greeks. To some, the gospel is scandalon. It's a Greek word translated as stumbling block. For others, it is morion. The Greek word is translated foolishness. And to be honest, the second of these two produces a much milder response to the lost than the first one. People who view the gospel as morion, who view it as foolishness, maybe even view Christians as just ones who are believing it, uh, um, they, they can simply blow you off. They can look down on you as an ignorant, undereducated piece of pigment. They can feel sorry for you, misled, deluded, maybe even somehow vilified. They can patronize you, maybe viewing your faith as something quaint, a cute, if unsophisticated way of looking at the world that's nevertheless fundamentally harmless. But in all those cases, the fact remains they can very easily dismiss and ignore you. They they might humor you a little, they might not, but in the end it doesn't really matter because as far as they're concerned, you pose no real threat. It's that other non-Christian attitude, the idea that the gospel is scandal on, that leads to far more aggressive discrimination. The Greek word scandal on is often translated as stumbling block, but the original stem has a sense of slamming shut or closing on something in order to trap it. Later it came to mean an offense or a reason for punishment. And so most properly, scandal on relates to something that is scarce. It's a trap. It's a cause for stumbling. It's a cause for scandal. And in that sense, the scandal on is in fact a threat. It's how the Jews of Paul's day came to view the gospel. It was a threat to their cultural assumptions that just because they had been born Jews, they were therefore accepted with God. It was a threat to their cultural assumption that just because they had the law, whether or not they kept the law, they were acceptable with God. The gospel was a threat to their understanding of God and their understanding of themselves. Many people today still view the gospel as a threat. It's a threat to followers of other religions. It's a threat to people living in sin who want to keep on living in sin. It's a threat to a whole large group of people today who are trying to overturn thousands of years of human history and cultural norms and mores and standards and understandings of basic right and wrong. But 
the gospel is most especially a threat to those whose very sense of self is wrapped up and defined by their brokenness and sinfulness. To those who understand that salvation even defines themselves in terms of things forbidden by God. When your deepest sense of who you are is
and one day enjoy him forever in the fullness of the kingdom of God. In a different letter, the Apostle Paul wrote, I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes, first for the Jew and then for the Gentile. I am not ashamed of the gospel because I am not ashamed of Jesus. I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God to save. I am not ashamed of the gospel because by the gospel I am saved. I am not ashamed of the gospel because I owe my life to Jesus. The message of the cross is the solution to the barrier of sin. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God Love it all. 